Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Wednesday, the 13th of April. And today I'm gonna continue the discussion about the importance of finding a good college to send your kids to. If you're interested in higher education, today I'm pleased to have with me the president of Arizona Christian University on the show. We're gonna have a conversation that you need to hear. Stick around, I think you're gonna be encouraged. All right, you guys, so before I jump into uh, the meat of today's discussion and introduce my wonderful guest to you, I want to remind you that we've got a brand new Bible study series that we're going through on the book of Acts over at Mom Strong International. And uh, just to let you know, this is a great time to jump in. We're, we're taking a deep dive into how the first church behaved in really what was an era of cruelty toward Christians, a lot of similarities between what happened uh, in the book of Acts and how the disciples navigated that and what we're facing right now in the culture. And so check it out, momstronginternational.com. You guys can become part of that very important discussion and learn to study the word with me. You guys know how passionate I am about education. My husband and I have been advocates for parental rights and for freedom in education now for over 20 years. And here at the Homeschool Resource Center, we get questions a lot about what is the next step. So once our kids graduate from our homeschool, where do, where do we go from there? You guys know I'm a huge fan of the trades. We're bringing back the trades here at the Resource Center with our beekeeping program and with uh, carpentry and just teaching kids uh, to do all kinds of things in technology so that when they graduate from high school, if they wanted to, they could go directly into the workforce. But as you know, there are lots and lots of uh, jobs out there that require a college education. And what we are recognizing now as the the culture keeps right moving along is that a lot of the so-called Christian universities have gone woke. A lot of them are teaching teaching things to our students that are patently false and even indoctrinating kids in college. And so when they get out of college, the parents wonder, what happened to my kid? I sent my kid to this so-called Christian university and they came out as a woke liberal. How did that happen? Well, it happens on purpose. That's exactly how it happened. And today, I'm excited to have a new friend on the show with me today. He is the president of Arizona Christian University. He's a father of eight and a grandfather of 13 kids. They're all five years of age and younger. Uh, they homeschooled for 14 years. He is a wealth of information, has a brand new book out called Transforming Culture with Truth, which you guys know I love that title. Len Munsell. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much uh, for the chance to be on and talk about uh, Arizona Christian University and what we're doing to transform culture with truth here. And uh, appreciate you and your leadership and even speaking about these issues uh, that often are ignored, uh, even in the Christian community. So thank you for the opportunity. You're very welcome. Well, we were honored to get to know you and your wife at the Council for National Policy in sunny, yeah. sunny California. I say sunny because you guys are in Arizona, so you see the sun all the time. But, you know, when it's February and March in the Pacific Northwest, we're like moles up here. We're happy to go to wherever the sun is. But I was encouraged to uh, talk with you and just hear your passion for truth in our universities, because we are we are suffering uh, in the Christian right. community right now from a lack of truth. It's one of the reasons I'm running for Congress. We've got people uh, in the right. highest positions of authority in our country who can't tell the truth. We've got a woman who wants a lifetime appointment on the Supreme Court who's unwilling to say what a woman is, and it's not because she doesn't know. It's because she lacks courage. And uh, before I, I jump into this with you, I have a quote I want to get your opinion on. So uh, my friend, Pastor Rob McCoy, was on the show with me recently, and we were having the same discussion 
uh, about truth. And he said, in the absence of courage, truth is an orphan. And I thought, man, if that doesn't uh, describe the culture that we're living in uh, right now. And that's what we're seeing in our universities. It it is what we're seeing. And, you know, we've got uh, banners. I can can see one outside my window here at Arizona Christian University, where, by the way, it is sunny and about 80 (laughs) degrees right now. Hey, man, it's 75 uh, here and sunny today. So I got that going. uh, Very good. Very good. That's a good day. Um, But uh, they say courageously Christian because we're, we're speaking to our students every day about the courage that's going to be required in this culture to stand up yes. for biblical truth. Um, you know, I, I know we talked about this in, in California, but, you know, I come out of the Christian conservative pro-life, pro-family movement. That's my background uh, as a journalist, as an attorney, uh, in, in sort of in Arizona, being the leader of Arizona's Focus on the Family Group. So, I, I bring that mentality that we need to prepare courageous Christians to go into the world uh, and be difference makers for the kingdom of God. And so we speak to our students about going into the seven mountains of influence in our culture. Um, and we have degree programs in each of those areas, um, but that's we have a very unique mission, even among Christian colleges. And yet we're growing really rapidly. We're, we're one of the fastest growing universities in the country started very small as a Bible college, so committed to truth 60 years ago, but mostly preparing pastors, teachers, uh, and now we prepare students. We have a student right now who's about to graduate from Harvard Law School, where he's the president of the Federalist Society. Yes. He came out of our little Christian college because we're, we want to send students out who are excellent and committed in each of the mountains of influence uh, in our culture. Um, and, and so that's what we're doing here at ACU, but I bring that mindset of, you know, know, the person who told me I should be a college president, uh, many years ago was Mike Ferris, who many, uh, I'm sure of your listeners know. Yes. He's been on the show many times. Yeah. Founder of the homeschool legal defense association. And he's been a, a dear friend for 20 plus years. Um, and, and he said that that is the place where you can make the biggest difference. Mm -hmm. And so. You know, my passion is for the next great awakening. If we don't turn back to God, you know, we're in big trouble yeah. as a people. Yeah. Um, and that's not going to happen in my generation. It's going to happen with young people who catch fire. So we're trying to bring them together uh, here at ACU. We just went over a thousand students. We're a U.S. News and World Report best college. So we're getting secular recognition while having a very clear conservative mission And the reason I wrote the book, Transforming Culture with Truth, is I wanted to explain to the world what we were doing here and why. And and it's basically um, an explanation of my experiences and 30 plus years of being on the front lines of cultural battles in defense of religious liberty and the sanctity of life and marriage between a man and a woman. And how we're taking that uh, and having a university dedicated to those principles, um, dedicated to biblical truth, promoting um, economic freedom and limited government, things that are that are biblical principles that need to be applied. Um, and so, you know, at this university, we debunk socialism, uh, critical theory on a daily basis um, because we want to speak truth. I have a feeling that your enrollment well, just jumped up significantly. There are a lot of people that are listening to the show right now that are like, thank goodness. You know, it's good to hear from a, a university president who's willing to say that the that the principles that this country was founded on, which well, you just named a few of them. Let me, let me uh, tell you, I mean, th- these are our core commitments of the university. Uh, it's what I wrote the book about. But let me just read you this little section of it so people understand. This is what we stand for. Every member of our faculty, not just our faculty, but our staff 
um, anybody who works here signs not only our statement of faith, which is very biblically orthodox, conservative, uh, but they also signed this document. And here's what it says. Um, it, it says that at Arizona Christian University, we shall influence, engage, and transform the culture with truth by promoting the biblically informed values that are foundational to Western civilization, including the centrality of family, traditional sexual morality, and lifelong marriage between one man and one woman, the sanctity of human life, compassion for the poor, a biblical understanding of human nature, an understanding of God's purposes for limited government, personal, economic, and religious freedom, free markets, capitalism, and property rights, natural law, the original meaning of the Constitution, and judicial restraint, mm. international human rights, and the advancement of freedom throughout the world. So these are core principles of our university, and our faculty have to be in alignment. Even people who work here have to be in alignment with these principles. Uh, so we've created a Christian community um, that's not in a, it's not in a bubble, but it's the principle that iron sharpens iron. So students who come here have to have a profession of faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, and it's interesting because one of our other core commitments is evangelism, and we do a lot of evangelism, but we don't want evangelism to have to be happening in our dorm rooms. We, wanna, we want iron to sharpen iron. We want to bring serious Christian kids who want their lives to count for the kingdom of God to come together um, and, and create a firestorm of awakening, revival, renewal, uh, for the sake of our nation and, and really the world. Mm. And so that's what we are about. And our team name is the Firestorm, which the students picked. It's the only one in the country. As of before that, we were the Eagles, like 93 other colleges. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, so now we're the Firestorm. Uh, our athletic teams are, are the Firestorm. But, but, but it's, it's prophetic because that's what we are doing here. Um, and I, I want to tell you one story because we dedicated, we took over a campus in a miracle move. We traded a little 20-acre campus with a secular school, the Arizona State University, the largest public university in the country, traded that campus. And we took a 68-acre campus, and now we've got 75 acres, um, that used to be the Thunderbird School of Global Management, internationally renowned, renowned graduate business college. And so they had a liquor license uh, and a beautiful renovated bar on campus, which is now um, our coffee shop in our student union. And they had, across the way, they had a, a pool hall uh, that we went in and is now our house of prayer. Um, and at ACU, um, we, we are committed to prayer without ceasing. We're trying to build a place that will become a, a 24-7, 365 house of prayer on our campus. Um, but... You know, we've been talking to our kids about revival and awakening, and we talked about the Asbury revival that happened at that college in the 60s and 70s. And this year, the Collegiate Day of Prayer, which brings together hundreds of colleges to pray for awakening on college campuses across America, was scheduled to be held at Asbury, and they had a conflict, and it ended up being held at Arizona Christian University. So we hosted the National Collegiate Day of Prayer uh, this year in February, and I, I believe that's also... Um, a sign of God's favor that something is happening here um, in the desert Southwest um, that's very, very exciting. We have students from 40 states, many from the Northwest. Uh, many of our students are from the Northwest, 28 foreign countries uh, in a student population of just a thousand students. And that's, again, we've grown 43% in the last three years. So, so God is on the move. Aslan is on the move. Good things are happening here um, at ACU. And I'm just delighted to be able to tell the story. Wow, it's amazing. 
Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Len and I are going to be talking about how parents can look at colleges and universities with a critical eye and choose one that will be honoring to the Lord. We'll be right back. So, Len, before we uh, we went to commercial break, we were getting ready to jump into this topic, and I, I really want to get your opinion, because obviously you're here on behalf of Arizona Christian University, and I, I'm for what you're doing, too, otherwise you wouldn't be on my show. But I'm curious if you can give parents... Uh, maybe just a standard, because a lot of parents are like, well, wait a second, I sent my kid to XYZ, you know, Christian University, and I put the word Christian in air quotes, because these are Christian in name only. They're not Christian universities. So what should parents and potential uh, young, you know, these young students, what should they be looking for when they look at a Christian college? So number one, there there are a number of factors that they should be looking at. And I want to if I can unpack them a little bit and talk about what we do at ACU that's different than many other Christian colleges. Um, But I wanted you to know there is a resource coming. I don't think it's gone live yet, but Family Research Council is actually doing, uh, is going to have something on their website that talks about, that has objective standards of Christian colleges. So parents will be able to evaluate what's actually going to happen uh, in a, in a, 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 a college that holds itself out as Christian. And, you know, you know, before I, I, you know, critique some of the things that are happening in, in Christian higher ed, there are great Christians um, doing great work on secular campuses and on Christian uh, yeah, colleges across America. Yeah, yeah. But if, but there are places where um, you think you're getting one thing as you described and, and students are coming out um, changed, but not in a positive way in terms of their faith. Well, and I would say um, that that's, I hear that more often than I hear, the other. I mean, I hear more stories of the woke university that the parents were like, wait a second. I thought, you know, I sent this kid to a Christian school because it said it was a Christian school, but that's right. not enough anymore. Well, the woke pressures in the academic world are very strong, but it is also it's, it's what we're seeing in the church, isn't it? I mean, we're seeing pressures from the culture to for the church to adapt biblical yes, truth to, to go along with the culture. And it's certainly the pressures I think are stronger against higher education institutions, not only because they're highly regulated, um, but because um, in so many ways, you know, the academic world wants to be respected by, you know, the, the world's academic credentialing. Um, and, and so there's these pressures that come in um, and they really hit universities hard. Um, one of the things is, you know, do um, does the president, the board and the faculty and the staff, do they all have to sign the statement of faith? Do they have to sign it every year? We have them sign the statement of faith, which, you know, our, our statement of faith has been revised in recent years because of some of the things that happen that are happening in our culture. One of the things everybody that works at ACU has to sign and agree with in our statement of faith says that rejection of one's biological sex uh, is sinful and offensive to God. So we're pretty clear on that. And everybody who works here is signing that they agree with that. Um, so, so we're, you know, there are many like the core commitments that everybody has to sign that talk about some of the economic issues. Um, you know, we're very clear on that. So one of the questions is, do, do the people in leadership at the school, the people that work at the school have to sign such a document? Another question would be, do the students, are they required to take any Bible classes? If so, how many? Many Christian colleges have, have limited the number of classes to some none, but one or two kind of survey courses. At Arizona Christian University, every four-year graduate takes 18 hours in biblical studies. Um, and so 
they're they're taking um, they're getting more than just a, an overview of Christianity. But of course, they're coming here with a profession of faith, but they're being shored up in their understanding of biblical truth and apologetics and how to defend their faith. Um, at the same time, we have a very unique core curriculum that's built around the great ideas of Western civilization, all of which are are tied together and connected to um, the biblical classes that they're taking. So the same time frames are being considered. So you've got to look at some level at the curriculum. Are Bible classes required? Is chapel required? Um, at Arizona Christian University, we have two chapels a week that are required for our students. Um, it's 30 minutes of worship and 30 minutes of teaching. Um, and so, and we encourage our staff and our faculty to come and be a part of the chapel experience uh, in our community. Um, so those are some of the some of the key things that you, that you need to look at. But um, there are many, many more. And like I said, I think some of those objective things are going to be sort of rated. Um, uh, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if other places besides Family Research Council start doing this, because I think for the reasons you're describing, I hear the stories all the time of what happens. I sent my, my student to a Christian college um, and they came back changed for the worse. And, and here, so, and this maybe is the biggest thing that separates us. I, I'm a longtime friend of George Barna, um, New York Times number one, you know, best-selling author, um, sort of the biblical worldview research study expert in our country. George has joined Arizona Christian University, so he's part of our faculty, um, and he is the director of research for the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University. So we're producing biblical worldview research. But when I, when I brought George to ACU, the first thing I asked him to do is devise a biblical worldview measurement tool for our students. So every student that comes to Arizona Christian University is tested before they ever take a class here on where they're at on a biblical worldview scale. Uh, and they're tested at the end of every year. Uh, and then when they graduate, why do I want to know this? I mean, I think, you know, and I've heard this for over, are you really going to test that? Yes, I want to know because we want to be able to continually improve and adapt our curriculum. Uh, we want to know if there are weak areas in biblical worldview. Um, and we want to build it up among our students so that we can say to parents with confidence that your student, you know, that students who come here on average will grow in their faith, grow in their understanding of how to think and live according to scripture through their time at Arizona Christian University. Because the truth is we're getting them in the classes. We're surrounding them with God's you know, presence and his truth constantly. And yet the world is constantly through their phones and through the media. It's constantly trying to pull them away from that. This is a place where at least as far as Arizona Christian University has anything to say about it, we're going to pour biblical truth into them and prepare them to be well-educated and well-equipped to defend their faith and to stand courageously for the truth in our culture. Yeah. And I, I know that there, this is um, so encouraging for someone like me who you know, constantly is, is just, I'm inundated here at the show with letters from parents who are so frustrated and so discouraged. And particularly, I, I hear this uh, coming out of the homeschool community, you know, people who say, oh, I've spent, you know, all these years, you know, training my children to be salt and light. And then I sent them to a Christian university and then I came back and, and uh, they'd had no idea what salt and light even looked like at that point. So I love that you gave us these, uh, these points to, for parents to really just say, hey, how can we evaluate? I love that the Family Research Council is getting into this. I think it's going to be really important. You guys are a four-year university, correct? We are. 
When yes. is your, I know that it's coming up. Like when do you guys start opening up registration for the following year? It's, it's open now for the, for the fall of, of 2022. Uh, obviously, um, as I said, we've been growing pretty rapidly, but because we were able to come to this beautiful new campus, um, I mean, amazing things are happening. The growth has accelerated. We have a 30,000 square foot library uh, on this campus. Uh, we have, as I mentioned, a beautiful student union. We have uh, three different areas of residence halls. Um, it's a miracle of God that we're here. And we celebrate that every day and we're seeing students coming uh, because of our mission. I interview the, the top students that we get. Many of them are homeschooled. Um, and I interview them for our full tuition president scholarship uh, because we're looking not just for high academic students, but we're also looking for world changers. We're looking for, as I, you know, I, I share this actually with students that are looking at the campus and, and their parents say, look, um, if you're just kind of like, well, I'm not sure about my faith. I'm not sure. Uh, this is probably not the school for you. Um, we're looking for students that want their lives to count for eternity for mm -hmm. the kingdom of God. That's who we're looking to educate and bring together. Um, and, you know, and, and so that's that's my effort. We're willing to, to, to lose some kids that are, you know, that are that are maybe not as committed or as connected to the faith of their parents. Um because we want to, we want to get kids in here that really want to be difference makers and and shore them up, build them up. Well, and you understand the principle of the leaven yes. in the bread, yeah. right? And yeah. so uh, it matters. You know, people say, "Oh, you want to give everyone an equal opportunity." Uh, we, you know, this is this is the culture talking, and so you're looking for kids who are already committed to Christ. So you can take them where they are and bring them to the next level, so that they can become lifetime followers of the Lord and actually impact the culture. Absolutely. And some of the biggest transformations we see, Heidi, are for kids that, from kids that have put their faith in Christ, but they've never been discipled. They've been from you know difficult family backgrounds, and they come to this school and they get surrounded by biblical truth and people who love them and will pour into them. And we see these amazing, remarkable transformations from it. the time they come here to when they graduate. And their understanding of, of, of what the Bible teaches and how to live and how to treat each other. Um, and so... So we see that. And then we also have the kids that come in and they're ready to, you know, take on uh, everything in the world and the culture right now. And, and I'm always surprised when I talk to parents of those students, because they'll tell me, we thought our daughter or our son was on fire. They were a leader in their youth group. They're reading their Bible. And then they got to ACU and it just accelerated. Yeah. I so, love that. so, so we take them where they're at, but they do have to be followers of Jesus because um, we find that from a student discipline standpoint, from a, just the, the, um, the momentum of the university standpoint, that is such a difference maker. And that's another question to frankly ask of Christian colleges is, do you admit anyone? And what they'll often say is, um, well, yeah, we do because we want to evangelize them and we want these kids that don't know the Lord to get Bible classes. And I will tell you the history of higher education in America, going back to Harvard and Yale yep, and yep, Princeton that were... That were you can trace it back, but you can even look in modern times at what's happened. When you open your doors to non-believing students, it's not so much the, you know, I mean, of course, the president and the faculty and the board, all of that matters. But it's when, when colleges decide to open to non-believing students, it inevitably, over time, ends up evangelizing the university away from its mission. Yeah. And so that's the challenge that, and I, I feel for my friends that are, that love the Lord that are at these Christian colleges that have two thirds of their students don't know the Lord yeah, um, because they have a really tall task ahead of them. But inevitably over time, 
um, the pressures on the university then to accommodate the non-believing students, their, their, the standards of conduct that they want to follow, the things mm-hmm. that they want to hear taught, the subjects they want to study about. It's yeah. very difficult for those, for those universities to hold the line for conservative values and biblical truth. And yeah. so we're not going to go down that road. We're bringing our, our mission actually says to educate Christians. I mean, so it's like we would be violating our mission if we started uh, introducing into our student population a, a, a large segment of non-believing students. Yeah, I agree. Uh, really quickly, we've got about 35 seconds left. Uh, I wanted to touch on the area of personal conduct because you, you have to have a code of conduct at your school. Yes. And, and that's another thing yeah. I think parents should be looking for. We have a code of conduct yeah. in our home, right? <laughs> and certainly uh, where these kids are going, you would have one as well. Is that right? Absolutely. We have expectations for their, for their moral conduct. Um, it's a dry campus. Alcohol is not allowed. Um, so all of those things are available on our website, which is arizonachristian.edu. You can find the student handbook. Uh, you can learn more about the schools, the majors that are offered. As I said, the seven mountains of influence. So we have a degree program for every uh, area, area of cultural influence uh, that, that is out there. I love and it. So that's what we want to do. We, we need it. We, we're here for the next great awakening. I love it. I love it. This is exciting. I love your book, Transforming Culture with Truth. Uh, Len Munsell, it's just been an extraordinary pleasure to have you here. Keep me posted on yes. what God's doing at Arizona Christian University. I hope you'll come back again soon. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. For more information on Arizona Christian University uh, and their program, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. As always, scroll down into the show notes, and I will link back to all of these things, including Len's book, Transforming Culture with Truth, in the show notes today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Love your families well. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. 